Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Faye. And this week we are talking about Bridesmaids. That's right. Audience choice. You it's guys picked. Audience choice, baby. I was so excited to get this one. I love <laughs> Bridesmaids. I love when they pick movies that I want to watch. Yeah. No, that's nice. I hadn't watched this movie in probably like a decade since it came out. And no I was way. like, I was like, oh, right. This was good. Because you know when... Um, um, comedies are like hyped up to you and yes. then you watch it and you're like oh okay I think that's what happened to you with Barb and Star yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but this one as well where people are like you gotta go see okay. it it's so good and um, yeah so like it was kind of nice to revisit it without mm. expectations or remembering too much about it you know well for me this is one of those movies I don't know if you have this where like sometimes when I come home and I'm a little drunk I have like a selection of movies where I'm like I'll just throw this on because I've seen this enough yeah. and if I fall asleep it's fine yeah and that's this movie it's this one and the Matrix <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the Matrix literally 1000 times nice and I enjoy it the same amount every time <laughs> yeah I will say this is also a, a weird one for for me because um, I remember when this movie came out like I didn't see it in theaters and I was mm-hmm. trying to like rent it oh okay and yeah. like you couldn't get it anywhere like you couldn't like digitally I mean mm-hmm. like so like it wasn't on iTunes to rent like you had to pay like it was like $40 to like buy the digital Ew. copy yeah and it wasn't like on any streaming services so like I didn't see it for the longest time mm. like for some reason they just didn't release it for like rental yeah and then this time I went to go watch it and this is the complete opposite. It is on literally every yes, streaming every service. Stream. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky had to dig for. Yeah, Rocky had to dig for, which is her next week. Her next right? week like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're like, this one was just like, please watch this movie. Yes. <laughs> it, this is super duper available to you. Uh, guys, if you've never seen Bridesmaids, we have our uh, main character, Annie, who's going through a tough time. She's got a, she's got at her low point, basically. She had a, she had a uh, bake shop. It closed down. Her boyfriend left her because their business failed, or at least the narrative that she's giving. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm in such a weird mood today. So uh, anyway, her best friend Lillian is getting married. They have a excellent friend, the best, best friend since they were children. And this is kind of what Annie feels like is the only strong relationship she has. Lillian's getting married. She finds out she has another friend, Helen. Bit of a problem for her. Uh, Annie then goes on a bit of a, well, uh, just a whirlwind of of ruining every bridal event that is put on by Helen for Lillian. Any event that she puts on herself, she ruins it is, uh, it's honestly a little impressive. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little impressive how much she fucks up everything. And it's kind of like, poor me, poor me, poor me. There's a, uh, there's a cop in the mix that she keeps talking to. John Ham, who she keeps fucking. It is such a wiener <laughs> the whole time. I love him. He is perfect in this movie. Uh, we get to, I'm going to say the biggest event she ruins, which is the, uh, the bridal shower where she freaks out and destroys all the food. I don't know about you. I was crying. <laughs> okay. I'm, I love food, dude. I love food. That cookie looked great. I would have eaten all that shit. She goes fucking nuts on a fuck you tirade because Helen gets Lillian a ticket to France, which if you... If you're my friend, <laughs> congratulations. You're going to France, buddy. That's yeah. awesome. Anyway, uh, reaches her absolute rock bottom, kind of gets shaken up by Megan, who comes by and is like, quit having a fucking pity party. She gets her shit together. Lillian's missing. They rescue the wedding that's still too over the top, and there's no way that dad should have to pay for it. <laughs> and they all become friends. And honestly... It's pretty great. Yeah, it's a good And uh, there's not, and I think why it was so successful is there's not, there are some, but there's not a ton of movies about adult female friendship. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think that's... this really, because like the romance in this movie is such a B plot. It is barely there. It's such a B plot line. Yeah. Barely matters. It, this is about the the female friendships. Yeah, and actually that's one thing that I love about this movie mm-hmm. is how much of a non-character the fiance slash husband oh, is. Yeah, yes. Like he I don't I'm not even sure if he ever speaks. Like No, it's he just, does not. But, I don't think so. But so many other movies like, you know, The Hangover mm-hmm. or anything like that, you're like, yeah, and the wife 
ever is never a character because like it doesn't matter to the plot, right? No. And in the same way, it doesn't matter in this either. They're just like, he's great. He's great. <laughs> That's done. not about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't create problems for them or anything like that. Yeah. There was nothing that needed to be resolved there. It was just like, he's great. We're great. He was acting weird because he can't keep a secret. That's it. Yeah. That's the one speed bump they give him. And so, that's like over in the first five minutes yes. of the movie. Uh, so, yeah, so now we got to get to the villains. Yes. Who's who, a vi- <laughs> on a villain podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, definitely John Hamm. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Strong contender. Strong villain in this. Um, I'm also going to say, I think uh, the movie believes that Helen is the, uh, the villain. I Which think she is-, is the main opposing force mm-hmm. to Annie. Um, she does some pretty petty shit. I'm not going to lie, but like, oh, I think it's Annie goes pettier though. Yes. Way pettier. And like the petty shit that Helen does is stuff that like, I think we've all encountered and we're all like, Oh, like I, at least for me, I'm always just like, you need this. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this isn't about me. Why would it, this matter to me? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you're just like, have play with your toys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... So Helen, and Helen does have redemption, right? Like, they, they yeah, both do. Yeah, yeah, they both yeah. come together. But uh, I would... Annie is so strongly a villain in this. I'm going to defend John Hamm as well. Yeah. And, and um, I'm going to tell you why uh, the cop is uh, her new romantic partner a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got a I, huge I'm, mistake. I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's um, there Annie's unhinged in this, so unhinged, and <laughs> desperately needs to be told what she ends up being told at the end of the movie, uh, by Megan, which is just and and Officer O'Dowd, uh, no, sorry, Chris O'Dowd playing Officer Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you need to get your shit together. I, I love the tail light metaphor of this, where mm. he like he keeps pulling her over because uh, she has a tail light out. Yeah, he's like, just go get it fixed. And um, at the end of the movie, he's just like, you know how frustrating it is to see you drive by without that tail light. It's like a five minute job. Like, and and it will. I can stop pulling you over. It's it's fixed. And I was just like, I actually really like that metaphor for like, there are just things in your life that you need to fix, Annie. And you're not taking responsibility for them. Well, and yes, because she tries to blame that event of her getting her getting slammed. Uh, yeah, rear-ended. Rear-ended right. on how Hel- she's like. Well, you don't understand, like Helen. And he's like, No, it's, this isn't about anyone but you. Yeah, this happened because you didn't take care of your headlights. Yeah, you dumb fuck. Uh, do you want to start with Officer Rhodes? Because I oh. think like. Yeah, we're on the topic. I was like, there are, he's, uh, so Chris O'Dowd, somehow very, very sweet. Oh, I find Uh, him so, well, like, I was a big fan of IT crowd, so, like, I find this man endlessly charming. Right. But I'm going to say that there is a lot of things that are very problematic about the fact that he is a police officer, and the thing, the things that he does, though sweet on the surface, Mm. the fact that he is a police officer makes it incredibly problematic. I, okay, you know, okay. I'm going to start with this and then you can lie because I actually didn't even register. I was like, oh, I just he's a cop and that sucks. Like that was like in my head. I was like, okay, I'm just going to remove that. The thing that bothers me the most. okay, because this is and this is one of the biggest plot points of the movie because it's when they they've had sex the night before and then she freaks out in the morning and it's supposed to be like, oh, like he was trying to do something sweet and kind of confronting her with some problems she's having and that is not how I view that scene. Okay, so this is fucking all. This is the scene you're talking about where he they they so, go on a date, they sleep together, and mm-hmm. he brings her baking yes. supplies. So he goes like, out in the morning, yeah. he gets her a bunch of baking stuff, right? Gets all you know, all the little stuff. It looks very it's set up very nice. A baker's delight, I would say. Mm-hmm. The the way he set that up, I'm like, oh, I wanna dive in. Okay. I love baking. <laughs> I wanna dive into that. Here's the thing. A clear boundary has been expressed multiple times to you. Uh, I don't want to bake. Okay. We've slept together one time. Yeah. (laughs) We've been on arguably maybe two dates. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 We've gone on maybe two dates. I've expressed this boundary to you and you've bulldozed it. (laughs) And then you tell me I'm wrong for having this reaction. Why are you acting like this? Like he like literally says like, 
he like trails off. It is kind of like he's almost saying she's acting crazy. Yeah. Because he never finishes the sentence, but that's where he's leaning to. You're acting wild. You're acting unhinged. This woman's not acting unhinged. She expressed a clear boundary to you and you bulldozed it. Secondarily, if I ever, ever in my life sleep with a man for the first time and I wake up and he's like, are you going to bake for me or what? Oh, 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 do you even have a house now? Do you have a house standing? Are you fucking serious? We slept together. You woke up with a chore for me. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? Oh, well, yeah. Screaming, <laughs> screaming. Can you imagine just even something simple like pancakes or something? If you woke up and the person you just slept with, you're in their house. Yeah. She's in his place. Yeah. He goes, so you're going to, you're going to bake. And then I, cause he starts with, I thought we could bake together. And I was like, okay, that's th- very, that's actually kind of sweet. Okay. Yeah. And then he goes, well, actually like you'll be doing the baking and I'll be doing the eating. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Fuck you. When he says it. It's charming. Yeah. But I agree. There's oh. cause she says multiple times. No, I don't want to bake anymore because she has a failed business and that's traumatic. You know, like who are you? My therapist? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, no, you got to do what's, uh, you know, everyone's allowed to stop doing a thing. Yes. Right. He's like, but you were so good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and I failed at it. The line that I love is he goes, well, just because you didn't make money at something doesn't mean that you failed at it, which in general is fairly good advice. Oh yes. Absolutely. Except that, in business <laughs> that is the exact definition of failure yeah. you know like and and he and other characters keep just being like we should open another bakery as if that's just easy oh yeah yeah, yeah. like as if what bank is giving this woman a loan second, at this moment yes exactly it's not a bakery isn't like a you know a uh, <laughs> I don't want to slag a visit but, uh, you know like there are businesses with very low overhead that are pretty easy to open up a bakery mm-hmm is not one of them. No, do you know how much butter you need? <laughs> how much butter? And not only that, but like large ovens yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. like you need to retrofit a place. So people like who are just like, we'll just open another bakery. Mm. It's like she invested tens of, not hundreds of thousands of dollars yep. into setting up that bakery so it could be like a commercial bakery. And that money is gone. She's just, mm-hmm. she is broke. Yeah, just like, be like, you should like buck up and start another business. Like it's terrible advice. It is. Or like scale down. My God, I was like, make wedding cakes in your home. Actually, that's, that's where that should have ended. Yes, of course <laughs> that's where that should have ended. Should have ended with her baking a wedding cake for her friend because there was some sort of cake emergency yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. She bakes a beautiful cake. Everybody's a Twitter about it. And she's like, maybe I should just do this. Out of my Out home. of my house. Yeah, out of my mom's Done. place. Roll, yeah, you're, roll wow, that's, credits. That's a great ending, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we, we fixed a pretty good movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so here's the other reasons why I think mm. Officer Rhodes, um, again, on the surface, sweet, and then as soon as you get into it, a little sinister, which is... When they first um, kind of meet and have their first interaction, it's because of the taillight, right? He Mm -hmm. pulls her over, her taillight's out. He's very nice about it. But he says, if you get it fixed, uh, I'm not going to write you a ticket. Because she kind of gives him the sob story or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to give you a ticket. Just go get it fixed. Here I know a guy. I've set up a deal with him. Oh, that is... That seems sweet, but that is so sinister. Where he is, he is the guy who gets to enforce the law. Mm-hmm. So he gets to pull people over and be like, you need to get this fixed. Go get it fixed here. Oh, shit. You know, like that's that's an incredible conflict of interest. So like oh, this is this is yeah. a guy who's like sending business mm-hmm. to his buddy by pulling over people who need to have things fixed on their car. It's a that's a scam. That's a huge abuse of power. I, I, I at no point did that register to me. Good for, wow. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And it turns out in the end it is kind of sweet because yeah. the guy doesn't mm. charge. But it's like, there's a lot, like that's <laughs> that's why you have these rules, yeah. right? Because like that guy, that police officer could just be like making himself richer because of that. Uh, another issue I have is he's just like, oh, he looks at his, her driver's license and goes, oh, we're neighbors. I live near you. Like, you're not supposed to be using personal information like that, right? If you have access to somebody's, like, driver's license and stuff, and you're pulling over a single woman driving alone at night, 
And you go, I know where you live now. That's incredibly creepy. Oh, Craig, you're coming in hot. Yes, <laughs> yes. All of these things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that off the top, again, Chris O'Dowd is just like that charming Irish accent. And you're like, that's great. Uh, but just you, you change the lighting and the music of this. And this is a, like a, a, a stalking like guy. This is a guy who's like super corrupt. It's a guy who's stalking women, hunting them down. Like that's so fun. There was probably a meeting where they're like, listen, we've tried this character without an accent. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to work. We need to bring in the big guns for this. We got to charm the shit out of these people. <laughs> so yeah, I think those things like Chris O'Dowd and the officer Rhodes, yeah, not the greatest Mm-mm. next step for uh, not oh, the, the banking next step thing for... got me the most. <laughs> the banking was, thing, yes, just because I'm a baker and I oh. love to bake, and I'm also just not a morning person. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if I rose and somebody was like, "Bake for me right now," <laughs> whatever reaction I have to that is fair and fine, sir. Yeah. I'm not acting anything right now. You're being an asshole. <laughs> My God. And yeah, he doesn't turn around on it quick enough for me. Like eventually he goes, oh, okay, like fine. Like, don't worry. Like, forget about it. Like, we'll just do something else or whatever. But like, if you do that, take the first no. Yeah. You go, oh, you go, oh. I thought this would be sweet. Yeah. And then it's not. I was like, it's not. Take the first no. Don't be like, you're hiding or whatever. <laughs> take this girl to brunch. God yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. You want to spend some, like, want to spend some time with yeah, her? Yeah. Grab Great. your jacket. Let's get some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I miss a good brunch. Oh, yeah. I generally, I, oh, we're (laughs) going to talk about food again. again. (laughs) No, uh, but like generally I'm the kind of person who needs to, moment I wake up, I need to eat. Oh, I'm the exact opposite. Because like, and so that's why I don't generally like breakfast out Mm. because everyone's got to get ready. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, we got to put clothes on. We got to do this. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like if we're going out for breakfast, I'm going to have a pre-breakfast because if I don't get up and have like a piece of toast and a cup of coffee, I'm fucking ruined. That's amazing. I have such the opposite thing where I'm like, okay, if I could just start eating, I start eating at noon every day. Oh yeah. That's when I start. I I need like a a crisp three hours of slow. I'm going to pour a little (laughs) coffee on this. You need some water in me. Like I'm consuming a lot of liquids. But at no point am I like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, yeah. No, it's for me. It's instant. That's like amazing. The, one of the first I two wish. things I do. Bathroom, coffee, food. Like, mm. that's the that's the order it's got to go in. And then shower somewhere in there. Yes. Uh, okay. So we have Officer mm. Rhodes. Not, not great. Not the guy we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go to the other boyfriend? Yes. <laughs> I can't. I the can't. uncredited John Hamm. John Hamm is in this movie so much, and he is in an uncredited role. What? He is not credited in mean? this movie. John Hamm's name is not in the credits of this movie. I am. If you look it up on IMDb, it is John Hamm uncredited. That is so weird. Like, yeah, like I'm looking at a cast list on like Google right yeah, now, yeah. and he's not even popping up. No, which is legitimately wild because <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not like a. This is. You think at first it's like, oh, this is the one night stand at yeah. the beginning. Um, here's famous madman actor John Hamm mm-hmm. isn't that kind of funny as a cameo but he keeps coming back he's in this movie almost as much as the main love interest yes <laughs> that's so funny that he's yeah. uncredited that's so wild so apparently it was because he um uh was only doing serious roles at the time and he didn't want people to think that this was a serious movie cuz like if they were like John Hamm they'd be like oh well, then this is like a serious drama Cause yeah. he, he, yeah. And it was like, which is incredibly gracious of him. Cause he's just like, I want people to go see this. That's so funny. Cause when I think of John Hamm, I always just equate him to comedy. Exactly. But that's like, what but that's I, like since this, that's so funny. Oh my God. Cause he's always, he's been on 30 raw or he exactly. had like a big role in 30 raw. Well, anyway, essentially playing the same character too. John Hamm <laughs> plays shiny and dumb. <laughs> So well. <laughs> he does. He does. He's a total wiener in this movie, oh. but like in the best way possible. When he grabs Annie's tit and is like, but can he do this? <laughs> I I laugh every time because I swear to God, I know like you a lot of people watch this and they're like, oh, like that's funny and that's really good cut. Co- like that's like that's over the top. But if you're a woman, you're like, no, this has happened. This has happened. <laughs> this has happened. Somebody wrote this down because it happened to them. 
Because there's always, we've all encountered one man like this. It's yeah. like, well, I bet he can't do this. And you're like doing homework in your head. You're like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, and he grabs my tit at like the hardest you can. Like just oh without God. any kind of like subtlety or sensuality. It's just like, I, you're, you're holding it like you hold a grapefruit. It's so weird. I had a friend, I swear to God, I had a friend tell me one time she was on a Tinder date. It was the first date. He asks her at the end of the date, they're like in her front hallway or whatever, right? And they're saying goodbye and he goes, can I give you a kiss? And she goes, yeah, sure, right? And, <laughs> sorry, it's it's just, and it's not funny because like she's fine and she's like, yeah, that was so crazy, whatever. And like clearly this wasn't permission for what he's about to do, but it's like so insane that he thought this was permission for what he did next. He jerseyed her and motorboated her and said, thanks, that was great, and left. What the fuck? <laughs> what the actual <laughs> fuck? Jerseyed her. Jer like, flipped her shirt over her head. Jerseyed her. Wow. Yeah, that's not okay. No, no, not on any level is that okay. A jersey the, a date. Is the like, leap that you have to make. There are, these men are out there. That's all I'm trying to say crazy. is there's like, that I don't know. That is absolutely nuts. This is a, yes. John Hamm... <laughs> Is a, uh, I guess Ted is is a, is is a fucking saint compared to that. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Cause, okay, because in his defense, he's stupid and he's mm. obviously not a very good lay, uh, not very attentive to what Annie needs at all. But to his credit, he does set some pretty strong boundaries with her about what that relationship is, and she's just kind Being, of ignoring oh. them. The lies, she, okay, so she, like, lies, she manipulates situations. This guy, the entire movie's going, hey, just reminding you, I'm a dick, remember? Yeah. You remember that I'm a dick. And we're not dating. We're not dating. I'm a dick. Yeah. You, you know that, right? And she just goes, no, nah. <laughs> like Maybe he'll, yeah, maybe he's. And I'm not saying, like, I, I hate when people are like, I'm an asshole, so I can be an asshole, or whatever. But, like. This guy very clearly is telling her exactly who he is. Well, yeah, and and exactly what the situation is. Yes. This is sexual. He's not, he's not lying to her, being no. like, "Oh, I love you so much," or mm -hmm. whatever, and then telling her to get out of his house. He's like, "This is sexual. You, we don't go out on dates." Yes. Like I come over, you come over to my house, and like we fool around. And he says, like the the one line I love, and this come, this is portrayed as being so mean, where she goes do you want to come with me to the wedding? Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, I don't really want to do that because then we'd have to spend all night explaining to everybody what our relationship is and that would just be awkward for you. So that's like, that's him saying like, I don't want to be seen in public with you or whatever, but like, that's also, I don't want to explain this because we're not dating and it's weird to, you know? Yes, and yes, of course. And preset boundaries where he's like, we're not dating, you don't stay the night, like, these are the rules that we have. Plus, a wedding is such an ask. It is. It is a, that's like the biggest ask, okay? That is, that's top tier. Your whole night, you're probably not going to have a ton of fun. Yeah. Because if you go to, now, mind you, sometimes I have fun because I like small talk. And I like to talk, I'll just sit down with your grandmother and be like, okay, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> tell, tell me about your life. Yeah, tell me about your <laughs> life, Ruth. I need to know. Yes, no, I, uh, I, love, I love a little small talk with yeah. strangers. I know a lot of people hate that. I really enjoy myself. But that is really not for everyone. And a wedding is like such a hot zone for that. Like you're walking around. You got to meet everybody. I don't know anyone here. We're oh, explaining yeah, yeah, our yeah, relationship. Yeah. We're two adult people. We're you're, not even dating. The ask was inappropriate. The, yeah. And the fact that you are the best friend of the, uh, of, yeah. so she's a maid of, she's in the wedding party. He's got to sit. Yes. In another table with complete strangers. Mm. Um, he doesn't know, uh, her side of the family, like uh, Maya Rudolph's side of the family, yep. doesn't know uh, the fiance or the, the husband's side of the family. So weddings are mostly family. If you're not like, if you're not family or you're not like that solid group of friends that gets invited, yep. you don't know anybody, you know? A hundred percent. This man, no, the statement is a hundred percent correct. The way her asking's insane Nobody's having fun here. She's not even going to have time for you. Yes. It's like borderline being the bride. You know what I mean? Like you're just running around doing shit the entire fucking time. All you're doing is asking this man to be a piece of candy on your arm. 
Yeah. And you not, won't admit it. No. It's like I when I was in my sister's wedding party and Kat was we'd been dating for years mm. at that point. She'd met my whole family. Like she was yeah. not a stranger at all. I still felt bad because she had to go sit at another table with people that she knew. Like, you know, my yeah. family and I, but I was just like, oh, and that's a years long relationship where you know everybody. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm ignoring you all night. You know, it's not, not, it's a big ask. It's a big and ask right and it's not ideal. No. He's right to say no. Secondarily, also just, just as a life lesson team, if you have a solely sexual relationship with somebody and the sex isn't good, stop doing that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. If that's the only reason that that's set up, just don't do it. Like, there's no need. <laughs> but for some reason, that just reminded me of, like, eating entire bags of rice cakes and just being like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> yes! Like, why? Just don't. Just have, don't just have, have, have the pie. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> you, maybe you don't need a snack today. No, so uh, insane. I hate that so much. And, like, she, okay, so she does a couple of things where I'm like, you're being so much more shady because he's being really straight up and you're trying to like manipulate him into being with you and not even because you like him. Yeah. Because you're afraid of being him. alone. She shit talks him to uh, uh, Lillian. Lillian. Yeah. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's a second with, scene in the movie. With fairness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you gotta, you gotta go to brunch and do a little shit talking or course, whatever. That whole scene where she's pushing the penis, <laughs> pretending the penis is in her face. I love that. Uh, that is truly hilarious. There are f- that scene. And when they're dancing at the end, I was mm-hmm. like, we're not watching people act right now. We yes. are watching Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph and how they would hang out and talk. Absolutely. And I was just like, and it is, it jumps off the screen. Yeah. Like you are just like those two women love each other. Yes. Like, and it would be so fun to hang out with. Absolutely. When she yeah. puts the shit on her teeth, she's like, do you oh, think right, I need that tour? And then she does like my, yes, they no. both are doing it to each other. So funny. Uh, yes. One of my favorite scenes in the movie, but yeah, she's like literally shit talking. Um, um, she lies about another man. She's like, well, you know, I'll just take my other guy or whatever, which I'm like, he's obviously, nobody would believe that. That's insane. (laughs) Um, And then she also like wakes up early to put on makeup and then slide back into bed. And I'm like, like, pose and like coughs to like wake up. It's like, oh, sorry, I must have fallen asleep. Like, come on, man. Anyway, like I'm not saying, John Hamm is absolutely a wiener in this and should be dating no one for sure. Right. Okay. But he's also not dating anyone. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that whole thing when she's like, oh, you didn't even open the gate for me. I'm like, girl, you didn't even look for a button. You There's didn't, usually a button on the inside. You didn't spend five seconds looking at this door. You were like, well, I guess you're going to climb it. On it and like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great scene. Uh, I, I just jump me back to your wedding small talk though. Cause this brings up, I think what is one of the best characters in this movie, which is Megan played by uh, Melissa McCarthy who God bless her. Like that scene where they first introduce her, you're like, well, that's, you're supposed to be like, this is what a weird person. Yeah. I would sit down with her right away. Cause there was no small talk. Mm-mm. It wasn't just like, she's, she's the brother. She's yeah. the, uh, sorry. The groom is her brother. Yes. Um, <laughs> she hates she's, her. She's, like, she's such an asshole. She's such an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, but she just comes out of the gate with like, how, Oh, Hey, how's it going? She goes, Good. Lots of lots of like lots, lots of pins in me right pins now. Pins in me right now. <laughs> Fell off a cruise ship. <laughs> pinwheeled my way down. A dolphin saved me. Like telepathically telling me like I'm gonna save you. And I'm just like, you started with the hits. Yes. You know what I mean? Like track one is a banger. Oh god. <laughs> I feel like. Tell me, not just like, oh, good, you know, I went on a vacation. Oh, yeah. where'd you go? Oh, cruise. Anything interesting happened? I fell off the cruise ship. No, she's... Dude, this is like every oh, time I see her. that scene, there's a part of me that goes, is this how I fucking speak to people? <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> not gonna lie. Like, there was some... a small part of me that's like, I really identify with this character there strongly. Was... <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Watching this movie, I was like, there's some Rebecca energy. <laughs> When she flips over on the couch, I'm like, yes, yeah. that's me. That's me in a bridal shop for sure. Just testing how sturdy the couch oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's so small because it's really like 
her, she, she's just like in the background doing hilarious shit yes. constantly. Like you could just watch her the whole time. Any, the first time I watched this movie, like I'm such a Melissa McCarthy fan. Like I don't care what she does. Like she's just funny to me. She is. So yeah. like anytime she would just be on screen and I'd already start giggling because I'm like, something's about to happen. She, she has this ability to play something completely like seriously mm-hmm. and um, genuinely like with, with real heart in a way that doesn't feel uh, stereotypical yeah. or like that she's making fun of herself. No. Right. Like, um, she's like, is- you feel that steam heat coming from my undercarriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just like, Oh, this is a woman. And like that, the, 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 the pep talk at the end where she's like, do mm-hmm. you think it was easy in high school being me? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it wasn't. But I like, I, you know, and you go, oh yeah, this is a strong, confident woman who has learned to be strong and confident. And like that, just, you're going to, you're going to, uh, complain about not having any friends when you got a friend sitting right here in front of you. Like, I was just like, oh yeah. yeah." (laughs) Just, (laughs) just like, how many dogs did you take? (laughs) Nine. Nine. (laughs) She's honestly probably a bit much. I think I'm more of a six dog (laughs) energy. I also don't doubt her ability to train and feed and exercise and give a loving home to nine dogs. You know what I mean? Like this is a minor character in the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I think she could probably handle nine dogs. The first time I saw the van driving by with all the puppies with berets on, I was like crying laughing. Oh yeah. It's so good. She is. I think one of the the standout character in this, oh, she's which dynamite. is like considering this cast mm-hmm. is nuts. Yes, like <laughs> like uh, oh fuck. Also, just as we're on it, uh, Rebel Wilson as the roommate. I forgot oh. about the tattoo scene <laughs> <laughs> where she just comes in and goes, "I got a tattoo." <laughs> a guy drove up with a van and opened the door and said. I, you want a free tattoo? And Kristen was just like, oh no, like you didn't. Yeah. And then she shows the biggest, ugliest, most infected tattoo that I've ever seen. And it's just like, it wraps all the way around her torso and it's a Mexican drinking worm. It's like, it's just, it's like put it's some, so you gotta intact. put some frozen peas on that. She just starts pouring oh, peas God. on herself. Yeah. Oh, cla- like I, I laughed so hard at that scene. I forgot just, Oh. I didn't know it was your diary. I thought it was a very sad handwritten book. <laughs> <laughs> She's excellent. Yes. Yeah. No. And like again, such a minor. So like just a pure fire cast. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast or not. Anytime Maya Rudolph is in something, it bumps it up a lot. Oh, for, yes. Even when she's like such a small minor character, oh. like she always is spectacular. Yeah. She's so good. She showed up at a good place. Great show. Mm-hmm. She shows up at a good place right. last season. I'm like, well, this show just got better. <laughs> yes. Maya Rudolph's in it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same. I feel the exact same way about Danny DeVito. Yeah. No, <laughs> just no, anything, similar energy. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, just put them in anything and it's just going to be better. I'll, yeah. Just by it's, that little bit, yep. whatever it is, 100%. <laughs> Oh, mid buddy. Uh, okay. Do we want to get to the of main course. big wig, the yes. main villain, Helen? Yes. Helen. I'm here for Helen, quite frankly. I yeah. think Helen does, other than maybe be like slightly catty, she does very little to be evil. Yes. She does like barely anything. If anything, like Annie is just a tornado nightmare that is tearing up all plans. Okay. There are some things where I'm like, I can see your point of view, but definitely like I'm totally team Helen. Yeah, because like there, I, I will make a distinction here where it's like maid of honor. Mm-hmm. That is a, you know, that is a position that is kind of important in a wedding, right? Yes. And there's a distinction between someone who is your best childhood friend, Annie, and somebody who can get shit done. You know, there, I have some very good friends who I wouldn't trust to get things done. I have literally not once ever been a part of a wedding party. And that is on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) People know me. They know my energy. They're like, you're you're absolutely invited. You're so fun. You cannot have your hands on any of this. Yes. You cannot be in charge of my special day in any capacity. And honestly, hard agree. (laughs) Yeah. And to share a little uh, behind the scenes uh, uh, from superheroes network uh, labeling what it is. You, you know this, right? That, Every podcast on this network has a, a spreadsheet and a wild card. 
That's so the, true. And on the other podcast, there's some debate in the yeah. line shift. It's pretty clear who's. Oh no, we got a hard line. <laughs> we got a hard line going here. We know who's in charge of the Twitter accounts and everything. Who's running the emails? Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> Tis not I. <laughs> but so you don't want a wild card no. planning your mm-hmm. wedding, right? Mm-hmm. You don't because there's there's events and and the first couple um sort of bridal party events, the, the first event really is the be all and end all. So she takes them out for lunch to a uh, Brazilian barbecue, which looks great but it's kind of this like seedy place and it gives everybody food poisoning. I'm not going to put that on, uh, Annie. Like I'm sure the food was good and like you can get food poisoning. That sucks. But the biggest thing is they then go to the bridal shop and she has not made a reservation. Lunacy. That is, yes, of course you need. I, I even know that. Yeah. (laughs) You can't roll up to a place that with, they have locks on the door. They buzz you in. Yeah, and you've got six women. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not a, a small bridal party. So, like, you need staff there to, like, fetch dresses and check fits and, pre- you know, like. But uh, also, it's not just you and your friend, right? You make a mistake when it's just you and one other friend. You're like, oh, true. Let's laugh about this. You're in charge of kind of everybody and their whole afternoon. Yeah. You haven't just messed up one person's afternoon. It's everybody's. And then so Helen swoops in and is kind of like, hey, it's Helen. Can you let us in? Saves the day. Saves the day. And that's supposed to look like, oh, like, look how snoot, like, look how she's like showing up, Annie. I'm like, look how she is saving Annie. Literally save the day. I mean, arguably it would have worked out better if they had not. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody knew that at the time. Helen couldn't have known that. No, no. She couldn't know that. Uh, Again, great that Helen's the only one who didn't get food poisoning because she just had a salad or whatever. Yeah, Uh, she's like, I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want to bloat before uh Megan doesn't bloat. She's not a bloater. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, what did she say? It's like a, it's a, a, a blessing or something. Yeah, it's a, like, a natural ability. Natural it's a ability. gift. Uh, but I also agree. Like maybe don't do a heavy Brazilian barbecue before a dress fitting. No, again, correct. And correct. The, and a nice she has brunch, this knowledge. Salads, you know, whatever. Because she's done this a bunch. Right. She's done this uh, like a hundred times. She knows what it is. She's not being like that petite. Ooh, I couldn't possibly. She's like. No, I've done a lot of dress fittings. We should all be goes. having like a salad right now. Yeah. No, and great advice. And then there's another scene that comes up here and then is resolved later on where it's the Paris theme. Yes. Okay. So it's painted as Annie suggests Paris, a Paris theme for the wedding shower, right? Because she knows uh, Lillian loves Paris, loves France. And... Helen, to her credit, uh, by the way, also uh, Rose Byrne, also just fucking great. I love her in so much. Uh, But to her credit, she goes, well, we should probably spitball some ideas because Paris has done a lot. So maybe there's a better one. And they don't, she doesn't say no to that. Yeah. And they don't say yes to it. They kind of get distracted and go off on something Mm -hmm. else. So like. There's not a shitty moment there where she shoots down the idea and then takes it for herself. There's a moment where she goes, Annie suggested Paris. The more I get to know Lillian, the more I realize that's actually a really good idea. Let's do it. There's no problem with that. There's no bad ideas in brainstorming, you know? There's no bad ideas, and I just hate the perspective of you got what you wanted, but you didn't get it from me, and that upsets me. Yeah. I hate that. Okay. Because like Annie should just be stoked that Lillian has this amazing party. That is exactly what she would have wanted. Like this theme or whatever, because like, she's very, this was my idea. Who gives a fuck? It's not your Paris. Isn't your idea. No. <laughs> also, like, and I just don't get that. Cause this is where she really breaks down. Right. She really fucking freaks out. She ruins all the food, which is like Chris and Wig though punching that giant cookie. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> looks so dirt, fun! Throwing dirt in the 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 arguably disgusting looking chocolate fountain. Yes, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
I don't the know. The rest of it looked good, though. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of everything looked good. Scaled up. The chocolate yes. fountain is just gross. If I if I was Kristen Wiig, I would be like, do you want to do one more take? Come on. Let's do one more. I don't think we got it yet. Just I want to punch another cookie. <laughs> However many cookies we got for this shot, yeah. do, we're, we're doing We're doing all idiot. of them. We're doing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny because she freaks out because... Um, Helen gives Lillian a ticket for them to go to France before the, she's like, it's like a little pre-wedding vacation. But she also says, and this is a very key piece of information. She goes, we can also get you properly fitted yep. for your wedding dress while we're over there. Yep. That seems like, like a to do, you know what I mean? That seems yeah. like something you should do. That doesn't necessarily seem like this is a frivolous, whatever. And Helen also hooked Lillian up with the designer of like what she thinks her favorite dress is. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Lillian has a favorite designer and Helen's like, I could hook you up with that person. Great. Why are any of these seen as bad things? I cannot no. understand. And it's pettiness on Annie's part, yes. right? Because Annie gives her that like really nice personal gift that's really heartfelt and wonderful mm-hmm. and then is completely upstaged by someone who can just spend money. And I get that that would be like, I didn't view that as being upstaged. Yeah. I didn't view it as that because her reaction to the initial gift was this is like, she's borderline crying. Yes. This is so thoughtful. It's my whole, this is the most thoughtful gift I've ever been given. Then she goes to the ticket. I would say the reaction was actually quite similar. Yeah. And if you, if, if you give me a gift and I'm like, we're going to Paris level excited about this gift. You slammed it, dude. You did the damn thing. Oh yeah. No, that was a great gift. And another part about Paris, it's not just like, Oh, I'm, I'm stealing your best friend away. Mm -hmm. And it's like her and I are going to go to Paris and like, you know, you're not going to be involved anymore. This is after the the bachelorette party (laughs) where they were supposed to go to Vegas. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then Annie acts the ass and gets them all thrown off a plane. They did not have a bachelorette party. Yes. Lillian they didn't have a bachelorette. They took a bus home to Chicago. They took a bus home. They, they flew from Chicago to Wyoming where they had to do the emergency landing and then took a bus back and never got to Vegas. That woman deserves a little trip. Don't you oh, think she, so? Yes. She deserves a little treat. Yes. No Ooh. question. So, and to your point... Helen, even if she wanted to invite Annie, she can't. What, we're going to get you on another flight? No. 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 I don't no. even think you're allowed anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can ever get on a flight Your name's on a list somewhere. Like, this is a problem. You have to wait a couple of years or something. I don't know. But there's no way you could even be trusted to go. No. Plus, you probably don't want to. <laughs> and, and, but, and you know, again, the whole flight thing, the movie tries to peg on Helen. Mm-hmm. Because Helen knows that Annie's afraid of flying uh, and gives her a pill and tells her to drink some scotch with it, which is terrible advice. Um, (laughs) But Annie should know better. You know, like, like Helen says, oh, it's okay. I do it all the time. And like, I'm smaller than her. First of all, if you're, yes, that matters a little bit, but like everyone handles things differently. That is true. I I would say uh, the fact that she chugs her beverage, I think is really what tips that for me. Yeah. Because I'm like... I could see, I could see some waspy, you know, woman being like, just give it a little kick. I'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm taking a sip and we're going to wait. You know what I mean? I'm going to wait this out. I'm not going to fucking chug this thing. Yeah. I also don't want to be comatose when we get to Vegas. Yeah. That's like what? Like a four or five hour flight tops. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She's going to be <laughs> fucked up when she arrives. So great. I love that they made the decision to put two people that hate flying next to each other. Oh, so funny. <laughs> Just like feeding into each other constantly. I, Hilarious. The, uh, I had a dream yes. last night that this plane crashed and you were in it to a complete stranger. It's so funny. And that, of course, is a, a, a star, Barbara and Star. Yes, That's yes, the, yes, uh, yes. Uh, what's her face? I was like, is that? It is. Um, and the air marshal is uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy's husband. Yes. I love that. Yeah. They do a whole sex thing at the end yeah, yeah, with, yeah. A, with a sandwich. <laughs> uh, also on that flight, just uh, uh, we haven't mentioned her yet, but Becca Ellie Kemper, who I'd love Ellie. Like just her, the way that she's so innocent, plays that innocent, naive, 
And uh, what is the, oh, uh, Rita, is it? Yes, the, Rita. Like, uh, the married woman who's just like, kids are disgusting. My boys are disgusting. I need balls in my I face. Bro- I broke a blanket in yeah. half. Do you, Do you know what that means? <laughs> in half. And then I'm just like bonding and mm. like getting, yeah. It's just, she'll have a, she'll have a, what, a vodka seven? A she's seven like, and seven, Seven yeah. and seven. And she's like, is that good? It's, it's sweet. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> just like, takes over. Yeah, yeah, so it. you need those slutty college years. <laughs> Get it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The supporting cast in this is so good. It oh, really every is. character is incredible. I love it. Terry Crews is in this movie for one minute and he's still great. <laughs> oh, them ste- yeah, stealing, stealing fitness, fitness classes. Outdoors. I was just like, of course. Why doesn't everybody do this? <laughs> it's in a park. They can't stop you. Oh, so um, funny. It's $12. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's uh so i don't know helen gets things done Helen's that are otherwise the ball is being dropped and she's picking it and up. clearly makes offers to try and make things better the only thing that is required of annie is to swallow a bit of pride that's all mm-hmm. she has to do the whole mm-hmm. movie is just take a little sip and swallow that's it okay that's all she has to fucking do because uh even in the plane scene so first of all helping her out with that um she even states and i believe this to be true i offered to upgrade her to first class she said no she's too she's proud. too proud and yeah. th- that's just a fact i'm sorry i know it's kind of bitchy to say that but that is just a fact okay she's saying the truth she also offers to go sit and coach yeah Did yeah, you know yeah. that she's even like listen like she can have my when she's really freaking out she's like she can have my seat everybody deserves to know what first class feels like bit of a bitchy thing to say oh but like, so, no but does helen say some bitchy things absolutely but and not to excuse it but like i i know people kind of like this and every time i hear that i'm like oh you're so sad about yourself <laughs> like yeah that's all I'm like, oh, this is like about you. This isn't about me. Oh, yeah. And Helen is sad. She's so sad. She's so sad. You feel so bad for her. Like there is the scene uh, early on where Annie goes to meet Helen at like the tennis club or whatever. Because they're like, oh, we're in the wedding party and we don't really know each other. Let's get together. And they're sitting um, and they're talking. I'll get to my point in a second, but there is a point where they go, Annie's saying, well, I don't think people ever really change. I think they are who they are. And Helen's like, well, no, I think people change. And it's just like, oh, that's the that's the core conflict between the mm-hmm. two of them, where it's like Annie's just like, no, people stay the same forever and never change. And Helen's like, well, you can improve. You can do better. And like, they're just butting heads over that. Not like really, but like, oh, you have different worldviews. And then here's the thing where you're like, you need to have sympathy for Helen because she goes, Oh, here are my kids. And the kids come by and they go step kids. And she goes, Oh yeah, you're right. These are my husband's kids. Uh, uh. It's like, do you guys need a, uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing? They go going to get a snack. She goes, okay, great. Do you need a ride home later? And the kid says to her, fuck off Helen. And I'm just, and she just like smiles. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you are getting it from all sides. You know, like, like, there's no Your reason. Your stepkids, yeah. you were being so nice to them, and they shit all over you. I was like, nothing or in my opinion, nothing hurts more than that. When oh, you're yeah. actively being nice to somebody, and they're constantly just fighting you with like negativity, and you're like, I. Because if you're if you're both negative together, then that's fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not fine. But you know what but I mean. Like, you it's understand like, it. You get it. The other way, you're like, what What magical code do I need to unlock to get this to happen? And sometimes the answer is just nothing. There's nothing, nothing you can do. Kids probably resent her because they're not, you know, dad left the mom for somebody younger or whatever. Like, that's kind of how it reads. But, like, man. And then she's just at the end when Lillian, like, runs away from the wedding. And Helen is just, like, kind of bearing her soul to Annie because they're running around trying to find her. And she goes, the only reason people have me in their wedding parties is because I'm good at planning things and I don't really have any female friends. That's heartbreaking. That's like to feel like you, you don't actually have a connection with somebody and like your entire value is based on what you can do for other people. It's like, that's 
really tragic. And she's like, her husband's never around. He's traveling all the time. She's alone all the time. She, she doesn't have any like people that she considers friends or close friends. And I'm just like, man, you're trying so hard. You're trying so hard, Alan. Helen is trying so hard. I also want to make the argument that I don't understand adult best friends. If that makes any sense. Like, okay. To me, I'm like, okay, I have a group of friends and these are like, like I could give you like a top five. Sure. sure. But as like a grown, I, I'm not like, this is my ultimate best friend and I need you to only be my friend or be my bestest friend or have the most time with me. If somebody else is taking up your time, like I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of understand it. I, I get your point too, because you're right. Like, I think I would probably be like, there are friends that I go to for this mm-hmm. and there are friends that I go to for that. Exactly. And, and we, you know, this group of friends, I've got this dynamic with this group of friends. I've got that dynamic with whatever, but like, yeah, for it to be one person, but I get like, if you've, if you've really grown up with like one person and mm. they've stuck by your side, like your whole life, it's like, you've got kind of like a life history there with somebody. I would kind of put it as like, Oh, you're almost like sisters at that point or like you're closer to siblings. Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. But it's just anytime I've had like, like say one of my best friends was like, Oh, you got to meet this girl. She's so sick. You're going to love her. Yeah. I've never not loved that person. Right. We have similar person. We're friends because we get along. If you also get along with this other person, like I opened my mind to that. I'm like, I'm going to welcome you. Like you are my new best friend. Yes. Because you're part of the team now <laughs> or whatever. Right. And you know what really points that out in this movie that Lillian, oh, sorry, not Lillian, Helen and Annie are essentially the same people. Mm. Um, just in slightly different circumstances, the speech at the, uh, <laughs> at the engagement party, yes, I guess it is. Yes. And they keep, I was like, first of all, as a comedian, never go back on stage. Like <laughs> these are these are facts, people. You take you, that home. You put it in your pocket. That's, Annie does yeah. a perfectly fine, acceptable speech. It is sincere. It's wonderful. Helen goes up, tells this great story about. Remember that time we were in Miami? The boys were off doing their thing, and I opened up to you, and you told me like, "Oh, I can trust other people again." Mm-hmm. And I opened up to you, and I told you things that I never told, and you guys are the best. I wish you all the best. And then Annie goes back up, Ugh. and you're just like, oh, this is going to be an embarrassing moment for Annie, mm-hmm. right? And she, it is. And then Helen goes back up after Annie, and they keep trying to one-up each other. I was like, you are the same person. This is the same mistake you're both making. Neither one of you has the courage to walk away from this train. Like, that's like watching a train plow into a car in slow motion. That like, is the like, singular <laughs> scene that it's the only scene I it's find uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's too cringe. The shitting in the street was more comfortable to watch. Oh, than the this. shitting in the street. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I have no problem with shitting in the street. That's so funny. Um, that scene in particular is the one scene where I'm like, they should have cut this down. There yeah. should have been like two less times that they went back up or whatever. Cause I was like, it's the cringe for me is too long. It's like, ah, <laughs> like it, I'm, I'm it. like, squir- I'm squirming in my seat right now thinking about it. I'm like, please <laughs> ladies, we can work it out. But it's just, it's so funny to see. Yeah. Just adult w- w- kind of do this thing where they're battling over one person. I used to have a roommate that, um, other, I, I, it was spectacular. Like other women would become obsessed with her, but like in a, like in a platonic kind of way, like a friend it, crush. in a friend crush, but like they would get really like territorial about it. Oh. And it was always so strange for me. Cause I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, <laughs> because I was her, like, I was her roommate. Right. So they'd always be like, well, just so you know, like me and Samantha are best friends. And I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> that would be my response. I'd be like, sick. Good for you. And I would just go do whatever the fuck else I was doing. But it was so weird that, that they is weird. really felt like it, it felt like they were like peeing all over my apartment. Yeah. And I was like, like you can, you can be her best friend. It's fine. Like I don't have these you, categories in my life. You know, what's crazy about that. You're describing this to me. And I was like, I want to meet that girl so badly <laughs> because I was like, what kind of magic it was like so charisma, crazy. Yes. Like, like a, like a solid nat 20 charisma. <laughs> like it was literally insane. It was, and it was constant. Okay. Like it was, there would be like once a year. Cause yeah. But there are people like that where you're just like you, yes. like you, you're something about you. Mm. And I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, and it's always fascinating to meet those And I people. think that's why yeah. we were roommates, because I was the only woman that was like, yeah, fine. Like, <laughs> we're chill. We're good. And, yeah. like, I love her. Rebecca's, She's so great. And but Rebecca's like, just chill about it. Yeah, like, I just don't, I don't need these labels in my life. That's so weird to try and categorize everybody and be like, well, I have a higher status with you than other people or, like, whatever. Yeah, and I, I think there's... It's very high school, like, and if not high school, elementary school, even mm-hmm. like, like, oh, you, you know, realizing that you share people as much as you share other, like, physical things, right? Like, or tangible things, like yeah. you share people. But so something that these women should have been over already as they enter their thirties, um, that sort of competitiveness, but also, like, it is tinged by things going well for one person, like jealousy Mm, and like all the rest. Like Helen is doing fine financially. She's got, you know, she's gorgeous. She's got pretty dresses. She's, you know, rich husband, good house. Like, and Annie is by all accounts down and out like things and things are only getting worse for her as the movie goes on. Uh, So like, I do understand like the resentment there, but like competing over uh, Lillian is, is insane. It's insane. And at no point does Annie ever just straight up say, I can't afford this. Yeah. Those words never leave her lips at any point in the movie, she, because that is and a very valid concern. And that's she does heartbreaking have, yes. too. You know, like I can't go on my best friend's, uh, bachelorette party because I can't afford the plane ticket. Yeah, and also, just as a small, like, just like a little petty side note or whatever, and she's like, yeah, we're going to go to Lillian's parents' lake house. I was like, did you ask Lillian's parents? Or, like, you just assume this is fine, girl, because... Oh, I think that was early enough in the organizational stages where they could have pulled that off. That's where we did my uh, brother-in-law's bachelor party at our family cottage, which we had uh, access to, and it was great. Yeah, but not like, when you're outvoted. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And you haven't just straight up said, there's no way I can afford those. Yeah. And I understand that's, that's a hard conversation go, to have or whatever. Yeah. Yes, you guys go or we all kick in a couple of, but like I would, it would never bother me to just, you know, throw out a bit of money for my friend. Yeah. And it wouldn't, and I wouldn't think about them like, oh, isn't that so sad that I had to do that for them or whatever. I'd be like sick. You're coming now. Like it wouldn't even, I don't know. Yeah. But I understand it's hard to ask. Like that's like it in oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a shit situation, but she handles it shittier. Yeah. Truly, um, just very quickly, um, just to mention the jewelry store owner, um one thousand percent Annie did need to be fired. Oh she's one thousand percent. She has gone off on too many customers in too big of a way. She calls eighteen a cunt. Yeah, thank okay. you for saying it because I can't. Done. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because she went over a best friends forever necklace. Like, Girl, you're unhinged. Inch. You're unhinged. <laughs> and just the line of, can you please wait to tell my mother? Or can you please not tell my mother so I can tell her? And he's like, I already told her. She's like, oh. <laughs> and she just like walks out of the so store. So funny. Yeah, no, he, she needed to be out of that. 1,000% needed to be fired also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do love, sorry, just one final thing. The line Lillian has after Annie ruins the shower, mm. which is just, uh, why can't you just act happy to me and go home and talk shit behind my back like a regular person? <laughs> That's such a great line. <laughs> yeah, it's not even yeah. just like like just fully acknowledging you may not be cool with this, but mm-hmm. this is about me. So just be the good friend, suck it up, and talk sh- talk whatever shit you want about me behind my back because I know that you have to do. De- I'm having a big expensive wedding. Of course you're gonna talk shit behind my back. You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what a what a wonderful human being Lillian is. Oh, 1,000%. Even when she moves over the responsibilities to Helen, everything she says to Annie is so reasonable. This is breaking you. This is breaking you. Yes. This is making it worse. You can't handle this right now. And I, these are facts. Yes. These are absolute facts. She doesn't even know that Annie called a teenager a cunt only not moments ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she is really breaking the fuck down. She talks... Everything... Everything in this movie Annie does, Annie's living in Annie's world. She's the main character in her own mind. 
Yeah. Nobody else matters. It doesn't matter that she's working at a jewelry store and these people are in love. I'm not in love. So love's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had, but did you have a theory on the boyfriend leaving her? Oh, oh, okay. Because here's the thing is that it's really painted as, and and she says she's like, the business failed and then he left me. And that's exactly how she presents this information. Because we never see this character and because Annie, everything she says is unhinged, I am really willing to believe that's not the only reason that man left. True. Okay. The way she's been acting the whole time. And then, okay, of course you could hit your rock bottom and now you're acting different or whatever but it kind of feels like this isn't that crazy (laughs) yeah and uh i actually pegged the order as slightly different i heard i heard it as he left and then the business failed no 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 it was like business fails he he left he left okay because because it was like the taillight thing though right it's like if you're not getting your taillight fixed are you paying your property taxes on time are you paying you know, your suppliers on time? Are you ordering to make sure that you've got enough butter and eggs and everything like, like, you know, there's a lot of fix your taillight stuff that's mm-hmm. involved with running a business. And if she's dropping the ball on that yeah, and his money's invested in it, her money's invested in it. And like her inability to take responsibility for her life is basically affecting your ability to make a living. It's just very clear to me that she's a character that would be with somebody just not to be alone. Yeah. And people could a, feel that shit. Yeah, true. true There's true. a, there could be a very real reason. That I know where this. <laughs> we're speculating about a character that does not exist not in this universe. I think there's maybe a picture of him at some point. But to say, uh, yeah, it's coming out of her mouth while she's having a breakdown. How bad of a guy was that? Maybe not that bad. <laughs> if everyone around you is an asshole and they're all crazy and everything, yeah, and look inward. Look inward. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Anything else we want no, to know? I yeah. didn't get it. So I think it's time for our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Uh, I've got, uh, in order, uh, in honor of Kristen Wiig, uh, who wrote, <laughs> wrote this and his stars in it, I've done the Wig scale. <laughs> So from a weave Uh, up to a hair transplant, uh, I am giving Helen a uh, Kristen toupee. Uh, Not ideal, but she got you covered. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm doing uh, the bridesmaids dresses scale. And I'm ranking John Hamm because I think think the movie sees him as the strongest villain. Like at least the most villainous consistently of like, this is a bad guy. He doesn't do anything good. Um, So from a floor length uh, pink poofy (laughs) dress, I don't even know what you call that. I just call it a pink poof. uh, To, oh my God, why are all your bridesmaids wearing white also to uh i'm going to give john ham i'm going to give him a lime green mini (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're a little slutty but i'm sure you're for someone i'm sure you're for someone you're not that bad (laughs) you're making a statement sir (laughs) love it um and everybody uh yeah we'll get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second but first a couple ways that you can help out the podcast guys if uh this was an audience choice episode um which means every month our patrons over on patreon patreon.com slash the villain was right vote on on what movie they want us to cover. Um, and uh, this one uh, won out against uh, Reality Bites, uh, which I thought would have been a slam dunk, but apparently our viewers are younger than that. <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers no that one movie, remembers, right? It's a Gen X. Uh, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Bridesmaid. Great, great choice. <laughs> but if you want your say in uh, what we do every month, you can head over to patreon.com slash the villain was right. You can sign up at our two-face level uh, and uh, you'll get voting uh, privileges to vote on audience choice. We also, at our highest tier, have two bonus episodes every month where we talk about villains that weren't necessarily right. Just movies that we find interesting. We get a little unhinged on that, too. <laughs> Uh, so you can check that out and uh, yeah so and if not thank you so much for listening thank you so much for uh, supporting us and if you want to get in touch as always you can follow us on Twitter at VWR podcast on Facebook at uh, the villain was right and uh, if you want to email us films right at gmail.com hit us up with those uh, really personal DMs I love it <laughs> I fucking love that shit I'm not even kidding and now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week I've got kind of like a I got kind of like a light one this week I just kind of had a moment with myself that I thought was quite funny or at least it was funny for me 
I have, uh, over the pandemic, I gained a little weight. I think we all, <laughs> most people have. This is actually the only time in my life where I see anybody that's gotten fitter. I've gone, is everything okay at home? You fine? <laughs> you okay, bud? You're looking a little fitter. Um, <laughs> everything nice with the wife? Uh, anyway, I find it jarring. But either way, so I, uh, I've gained a little weight. No problem. That's fine. Life, life, life. We're all, uh, yeah, we're all human beings. It's fine. But I had, I was like, okay, all my jeans are a, just a scooch too tight. I'm like, we're mm. at that. We're at that level where, okay, we're going to upgrade. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a bigger size, which I find is the, not gaining weight, but when you buy a bigger size, you're like, I'm committing. <laughs> yes. You feel like you're committing a bit, but I was like, nah, fuck it. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to do this. It was, I, I bought them for my birthday. I was like, I'm going to order these jeans online. They look gorgeous. I'm getting the bigger size. I accept myself. They come in the mail. I'm so excited. I put them on. They are too tight. Oh no. <laughs> and I just start <laughs> scream laughing. I am <laughs> cackling in my own home, like hysterically cackling. Like it's my villain origin story. Yeah. Like I'm losing it because it's so funny that I built it up so much in my head and women's sizes mean nothing. They mean nothing. I had bought a different brand and they size smaller. That's it. That's all that happened. There's no reason to get this built up in your head. Bigger sizes, smaller sizes. Who gives a fuck? These sizes mean nothing. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like an old Navy four and an H and M 12. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> okay. None of this matters. Anyway, I just, that moment alone while just, I was doing them up, I just thought that was so fucking funny. Cause yes. I was like, this was such a big deal in my head and it means nothing. Yeah. None of this means anything. <laughs> I'm so silly. Hilarious. I can relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just that, like you've got that expectation and then you're mm -hmm. like, why did I think? This why cool? did I build this what? up yeah. for two weeks in my head when it's means nothing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I love that. Uh, so I've got a, a hero of the, the week. Uh, so sort of inspired by, um, uh, John Hamm in this being like, don't sleep over or whatever. Okay. Or like, don't stay. So when uh, Kat and I first started dating, um, she came over uh, one night and I was just like, oh, uh, just so you know, you left your pajamas here last time. And her face like dropped and she just got like very serious. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, it won't happen again. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I won't leave my pajamas here. I was like, no, I'm, I'm telling you that you have pajamas here so that you know you have something to sleep in next time you stay over. And she's like, oh, I thought you were giving me shit for leaving stuff at your apartment. I was like, no. <laughs> I was just like, you don't need to bring pajamas because you left some here. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. It's so sweet, right? And I was like, oh, man, there's some real shit dudes out there. Oh, where, yeah, like, no, it's a nightmare like, out there. That's it's a nightmare. like, <laughs> oh, did you leave my toothbrush here? Yo, I'll get a toothbrush out. I'd be like, I don't even know. There's probably toothbrushes that don't even belong to either one of us. <laughs> oh, that was always a problem for me, too, because I'm such a messy bitch. Yeah. That, like... I would like accidentally leave something in a guy's car or something. And they'd be like, I know what you're doing. And I'm like, Oh no, I like, yeah, I am not present. Like I am not actually <laughs> trying to do a leave behind here. I'm a physical guys. Rebecca, I lost yeah. my cell phone last night. Okay. Like straight up Craig and I were at comedy bar. I do not have my cell phone right now. I do not know where it is. It might still be at comedy bar. I'm going to find out later. Let's find out together. I have texted it many times just with buddy, 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 buddy. Yeah. buddy. <laughs> I'm so excited. I hope I find it. Either way, uh, yeah, if I ever leave behind something, it's not on purpose ever. <laughs> no, acts, absolutely not. Um, but that does it uh, for us uh, this week on the podcast. Uh, you can catch us next week where we are going to be covering Rocky Three. I am the Tiger, baby. The soundtrack fucking slaps. Oh, it slaps. So that's next week. Check out Rocky Three. And until then, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you to get your tail fixed <laughs> <laughs>The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. 